by the people, for the people. CIUT 89.5 FM is the sound of your city. And welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Seth Martosh, and I'm here with my co-host. Alex Troxel. And you just heard a track by Susanna Kwan. I've been kind of dancing around to it since I found it the other night. You're standing up right now, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling the energy today. Um, for those of you who are new, Tracks from Abroad is a show where we listen to tracks from abroad. But more specifically, we... Uh, interview and talk to students at the University of Toronto from different backgrounds. We talk to some musicians and uh, professors from time to time, and we get to learn about different cultures and and see what what, what they're up to in yeah, other what, parts of the world. What, what role music plays in their culture and all that good stuff. So, uh, and as always, we'll just remind everyone that uh, tracks from abroad at CIUT.fm is our email if you ever want to send something to us for recommendations uh, uh, recommendations on where you want us to go mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking of course what country you'd like us to visit although we would like to actually go we, some places you eventually. know if you also want to send us money then we'll just go places <laughs> for you too 
plane uh, tickets. Yeah. So, um, Alex, I had a, a dream about this show last night. Okay. Like, I was just remember waking up in the middle of the night and pretending like I was on the radio. Yeah. And just, there was a lot of radio silence. I feel like I did a really bad job. Okay. It's like almost a nightmare. Okay. But I'm really hoping that this will <laughs> this go is, better. This is your redemption story? Yeah. Well, I think we had a really good interview this week. Yeah. With a young Lucka student at U of T. Yeah. Studying, uh, it was urban design and political science. Good for you remembering that. Yeah. Urban development, sorry, my apologies. And it was, well, it was very apropos because being from Hong Kong, which right. is where we're traveling this week, he was able to talk a lot about how the unique international city sort of influenced his um, perspective, I guess, on right. how to live in a city, you know, how to how to not get lost in all the noise, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. I'm not going to just, you know, steal his thunder and no. just tell you all of his advice right now. I'll just let him do it himself. So this is Tracks from Abroad on CIET, 89.5 FM, and we'll get to our interview with Young Luck. A lot of my instruction or like school was English-based, and I did international stuff like the GCSE, which is the British patterned examinations, and then like the IB, which is somewhere in Geneva or something. Yeah. I don't, so yeah, for me, I would definitely say like growing up in Hong Kong, there's a lot of mix of like English influences and Chinese influences, obviously, because of like the colonial stuff, like it's been a hundred years. But yeah, I think definitely very fast paced, definitely like, uh, especially if you go to a local school, very pressured on like studying, getting high grades, because that's what gets into university and stuff, so. And when did you come to study at U of T? Well, I would have come in 2020, because I'm fourth year right now, so. Okay. Uh, my first year, I was supposed to be here, but then COVID happened. So I did first year all online in Hong Kong. Then second year, I moved here in 2021. So, yeah. And what was one of the first or most prominent cultural differences you noticed between Canada and Hong Kong? Cultural differences? I think one thing, people here walk kind of slow. Like, you guys are from, like, you guys grew up here, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but when I'm, like, walking around Toronto, like, I, like people walk at, like, like a leisurely pace so I, it doesn't feel like they have somewhere to go like because i'm so like used to like walking very fast in hong kong so also like even in downtown like the crowds are so much less i don't know if it's because of covid or whatever but it doesn't feel like very busy in terms of even like mm. the downtown streets so right yeah i mean i guess toronto's there's like a lot of people but it's much less dense than yeah, like hong yeah. kong is from what i understand one of the most densely populated mm. places in yeah. the world how has that density and the amount of people affected you growing up there and mm. the culture of, of living there? I think the density, like the sheer amount of people, it's definitely like, like it's kind of like overstimulating almost because so much is happening all at once because everyone's like going everywhere. There's like shops everywhere, like people are like talking and like there's like cars everywhere, like honking horns. It's just like a lot of stuff. Whereas here it's a lot less like stimulating in terms of like, what is happening on the street, there's a lot less stuff happening. I think growing up in that environment, I guess you become more like, I guess like more distant to what's happening around you. You kind of have to like focus on like yourself so you don't like get too overwhelmed by everything around you. Mm. I definitely had like a phase when I was in the, my teenage years where I was like, there's too much happening and I had to like, it was like kind of stressful because of how much was happening. So yeah. Oh, especially also because of the weather and stuff. Like here when it's like cold or like, it feels like your brain is more clear. Whereas, like, when it's humid, there's a lot of stuff happening. Like, you can feel, like, the sweat, like, on your face or, like, it's, like, everywhere. So, like, yeah. What do you do in those situations where you feel like there's too much going on? Like, what would you, 
what, what, what eases your brain in that type of situation? I think, like, definitely, like, not, like having earphones in, like, just mm-hmm. listening to your own music. That's, I, I mean, like, people do that here, too. But mm-hmm. that's something I would do. Other than that, you kind of have to just learn to, like, stop caring about stuff around you. Because, yeah, if you care about everything, then there's too much to care about and you get overwhelmed. So. Interesting. Do you think you could give us a music recommendation, maybe something that you would listen to when you're trying to, um, you know, drown out the noise around you? It's a band called Beyond. Uh, it's Kwong Fai Soyu. I think it's about Nelson Mandela. So, like, about, like, racial equality, stuff like that. Okay. So. Well, we'll take a listen to the Hong Kong rock band Beyond, and we'll be right back on Tracks from Abroad.
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT. Today we're talking with Young Luck from Hong Kong. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there's a bit of a British influence mm. still in Hong Kong in the education system, especially. Could you tell us, you know, maybe other areas in which that influence still exists? I think the most obvious thing, if you compare going to like mainland China and Hong Kong, is the streets. So the street names, especially, because. Everywhere you go, especially in like the older parts of Hong Kong, every single street has an English name. So there's a Dundas Street in Hong Kong. There's a I think Queens Road or something in like okay. uh, on Hong Kong Island. It's just like very like names that you might you would see in Toronto, but like it's in Hong Kong because both are like British colonies, right? Yeah, so right. yeah, you would see that. I think another thing is I believe the education like examination thing, HADSC. It was started off as like a parallel to the A levels in the UK. So. That's one thing for me. Like my international school, it was it's part of this like bigger organization called the English Schools Foundation. It was founded by the British. It was originally for like colonists who were in Hong Kong and stuff, right? right? So that's where it started. Now it's kind of like shifted towards more of that globalization, international thing. But yeah, those are the two main influences. I think. I think also like when you speak Cantonese, there's a lot of like random English that you'll hear okay. interspersed into the Cantonese. So yeah, I think those are like the main three. But. Is there a much different accent for people living in Hong Kong than in mainland China? Oh yeah, so the vast majority of mainland China speaks Mandarin, right? So Hong Kong speaks Cantonese. That's the language of like the province, like the province of Guangdong is where it's from. But in Hong Kong, they speak Cantonese. In terms of Cantonese accent, I've heard that the Cantonese accent of Hong Kong compared to like Guangzhou in the mainland, it's quite different. There's a lot more English loan words in Hong Kong. I heard people in Hong Kong speak faster and the tones are m less like obvious because you know like Chinese and Cantonese are both tonal languages. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's it. Could you say a bit more about like the tones being different? Um, I, in Cantonese there's six tones, which is different from the Mandarin, which is four. I think in Hong Kong there's like six tones, but because you talk so fast, the tones kind of like blend a little bit okay. into each mm -hmm. other, which makes it a little harder to understand. But yeah. What about in music? Would you say that, you know, we listened to Beyond just a little bit earlier mm -hmm. and after some digging I found, you know, they were influenced mm -hmm. by Pink Floyd. Would you say, what's the music of Hong Kong like? What are those influences? I don't know the specifics, but I think a lot of 
what I've noticed about Hong Kong pop in particular, it's very about love. Love songs, very like sappy or like also like more like mid-tempo ballady like yeah. songs. So like even nowadays, the music scene is very much based on that. But like recently, like so like there's like this band called Mirror, which is very popular right now. So they have like 12 members, I think. So each member has like their own solo songs and whatever. And there's like a range of like very like fast paced pop songs and like mid-tempo ballady songs. Mm. But when they do stuff as a group, I've heard people compare them to like K-pop. I've heard people don't like comparing it. So I wouldn't say that they're exactly the same, but they do have that element of like performance song combined together. Right. That is, I guess, like very emblematic of what K-pop is to like in general. Mm -hmm. But that's definitely like... A more recent thing, I think the vast majority of songs nowadays in Hong Kong are still like mid-tempo-y, like especially the popular ones, so. Right. I think it's kind of like an interesting contrast compared to like fast-paced life, right? What else have you noticed besides in the music scene that's kind of been changing over the past, you know, 20 to 30 years? The food scene, maybe? Like the food scene, like mm -hmm. the last few years I've been back to Hong Kong, it's just like exponentially increasing like Japanese and Korean stuff. Do you think that Hong Kongers abroad look for other Hong Kong restaurants mm. or is it just like, is it similar enough to other Chinese restaurants that you would go to? I think Hong Kong restaurants in particular are quite like different from like Hong Kong itself mm. and like different parts of China. They all have different cuisines, right? Okay. So in Hong Kong in general, there's like the main things I can remember is that there's dim sum kind of eating or like like the more like banquet style eating. And then there's more like the cha tan tang style, which is more like, it's like fast food kind of. But like it's not really fast food because it still comes on like a plate. It like they serve you and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the food that they serve in those like cha tan tang is there's a lot of like, you can see a lot of like Western inspirations in it. So okay. for example, there's stuff like Hong Kong style French toast, okay. which if I remember, it's literally two pieces of toast inside is peanut butter. Then they submerge it in like this like egg mixture. Then they fry it in oil. Then they put butter on it. So yeah, there's a lot of like European influences, I think. Right. So it's like, like egg tarts too, like egg tarts, I think. They were like a mix of like British. What do you think is sort of the driving force behind these changes that we were you know, just talking about, like the growing influence of Japanese food, mm. Korean food and, and music and all that? I think just like global trends in general, especially like with the rise of like a lot of Japanese and Korean culture in general, I think that's kind of influenced Asian countries in a very big way. I have a friend like from Indonesia and he said like K-pop is super huge there. And I've seen like, yeah. there's like even like Indo Indonesian ads which have K-pop people there. Like in Hong Kong, it's like, it's not the same, but there's also like a lot of Korean influences right. nowadays, like, just in general. But another thing is I've heard like, People say like, oh, like the golden age of like Canto pop or like Hong Kong pop mm. was like in the 90s. There was a lot of like famous people like Leslie Chung or like the four like Heavenly Kings or whatever they're called. But like, yeah, so the 90s was like super big. They were like really big like across Asia. But nowadays like, I love like Hong Kong pop is very like concentrated in Hong Kong. There's not much of that kind of like regional or international influence as much mm. anymore. So, yeah. On that note, can you recommend us a song from Maybe the golden age. I don't know about the popularity of this one, but I know that like she's quite famous. She mm -hmm. she acted in a few like Wong Kar Wai films, which are pretty popular internationally. Mm -hmm. So if you guys know Chongqing Express, that one. Yeah. This one is not from this movie, but I just like her voice. So. Yeah. And what's the name of the song again? It's up my butt for All right. Well, we're gonna have a listen to "Up My Butt Foy" from mm, Fei Wong, and we'll nice. be back on tracks from abroad on CIUT eighty nine point five FM.
这一次我执着面对人性的沉醉，我并不在乎这是错还是对，就算是神仙，我不顾一切，就算是执迷。
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIET 89.5 FM. Today we're talking with Young Luck from Hong Kong, and we just listened to a song from Fei Wong, who mm -hmm. you mentioned was an actress at one point in her career. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about the Hong Kong entertainment industry, the, the cinema scene there with big directors like Wong Kar Wai mm. and a bunch of influential people coming out of there? So I'm not too familiar with the film industry in Hong Kong, but Wong Kar Wai is actually like more of like the art house style, right? Yeah. So, like in reality, he's actually like not the popular genre of like movies in Hong Kong. I think, especially from like before like the turn of the millennium, I think a lot of like I believe action movies or like a lot of like martial arts style movies were very mm -hmm. popular. I think even like nowadays, there's a lot of like famous martial arts movies. Like there's one called It Man, okay. which is really popular. I believe there's one. I don't remember what it's called, but. Infernal Affairs. Okay. So Infernal Affairs, I believe it got so popular that there's a Hollywood adaptation of it. Okay. And the Hollywood adaptation got the Oscar and oh, not the Hong Kong one. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. Is that something that a lot of Hong Kongers think about or is it like a point of pride that they have this film um, scene? I would definitely say like, yeah, the entertainment industry of the past is like something that is quite like specialized. A lot of people, I guess, will like reminisce about oh, like the good golden age of like Hong Kong entertainment as being before the 2000s. I don't know why it's not as popular nowadays. I know like it's still really popular in Hong Kong. Like a lot of like Hong Kong stars are very popular in Hong Kong, but I don't know why it would have, I guess like the international like influence of Hong Kong culture is so much less nowadays. I did read that in 1990, Hong Kong made like 27% of China's GDP. Oh and yeah. Now, and yeah. now it makes like two, so yeah, yeah. it kind of makes sense. A part of it, yeah. yeah. If someone went to Hong Kong, mm -hmm. what would you suggest that they, they do or, uh, or see? I mean, like, definitely, like, the food. Try, like, different food from, like, different places. Honestly, like, just, like, walking around, especially if you're from a place in, like, North America mm -hmm. and it's not New York, it would be a very different city compared to what you usually experience here in North America. Or, like, even, like, Toronto. But, yeah, like, just walking around, just, like, taking in, like, the city around you, like, the density and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Can you say a little bit about... You know, with Hong Kong being such a financially important and wealthy place, is there a big class divide or mm. wage gap there? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If you go to like places like a place called Central in Hong Kong, you'll see like business suits everywhere. Those people make a lot of money. But if you go like somewhere where the average income is a lot lower, you get a lot of like people in poverty. Like that inequality is very big in Hong Kong. I think like the conditions of living are also quite bad. Like if you've heard of cage homes, that's something that's quite famous, I think. I believe it's just like very subdivided like basically apartment flats that are subdivided very densely, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Do people travel a lot to mainland China and to neighboring places? I would say it definitely depends on two things, your age and your political stance. For some reason, the younger generation is not as willing to go to mainland China for a various amounts of reasons. Politically, if, if you're more, like, accepting of, like, China or, like, more pro-China in that sense, mm -hmm. you're more willing to go up there. But then I know a lot of people in Hong Kong are... I guess, like, people are more hesitant in going if they have, like beliefs that are more apprehensive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And if, I'd say like as holiday destinations, Hong Kongers really like going to Japan, Korea, Thailand. Those places right. are a lot more popular nowadays, yeah. so. And that could have been like another yeah. reason for that, the influence of those cultures, because yeah. yeah. you know, people are just going there instead. Yeah, no, it's a good time to take another music break, mm -hmm. Young, if you can give us another song that we can play. This one is Wong Hao Dai Dou Dong. It means Queen Street East, but. Queen Street East. Okay, yeah. who is this by? It's by a Taiwanese singer called Luo Da Yo. Well, we'll take a listen to Queen's Road East. But before we do, I just want to thank you again, Young, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll be right back on Tracks from Abroad.
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Alex Troxel. I'm here with my co-host Seth Martosh. Heck yeah! And you just heard our interview with Young from Hong Kong. Yeah. I thought he had some really interesting insights. His, as I said, his uh, his studies in urban development I thought was <laughs> really really fitting given the the city, the metropolis that he was from. Yeah, it was definitely interesting also to kind of learn about a little bit of the 
you know, the history of Hong Kong, kind of, you know, who's been in power and, mm-hmm. you know, the difference between um, mainland China and, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, but I feel like a lot of the time you don't exactly know, mm-hmm. you know. And it's easy to get, I think, like, focused on the politics of it. Right. And what I sort of enjoyed about the music that we've been listening to is that beyond just, you know, the, the politics of power going back and forth, you also hear how the those different influences and in the international scene in Hong Kong has given the music a sort of, uh, not an international flair, but a uh, definitely a bunch of different influences from the West and from the East. Yeah, it has a little bit of mix of both. It's not just, you know, local, like some of the mm-hmm. places that are a little more isolated. Yeah. Which brings us to some of the songs that we're going to hear in the in the next half hour. Absolutely. Um, upcoming, we have another track by Fei Wong, actually, which is a cover of the Irish band, the Cranberries, um, Dreams. So it was interesting to hear that because I, I recognized the song. But I didn't quite know what it was. Yeah. I just knew that it was semi-familiar. And then it's always interesting to hear a cover of a song in a different language. Yeah, absolutely. So that one is going to be in Cantonese. Yeah. And then the song after that is another song by Beyond as well uh, called A Long Way Without Friends. And this one is actually going to be in English. It was something that was sort of more common in the earlier days of the Hong Kong music scene where you would have, uh, you know, their, their songs written in English for the more international crowd. And now it's a seven minute long prog song, I'll be honest and upfront about hey, that. Hey, you know? But that's you you call the shots here. <laughs> Absolutely. So just just take it on my word that it's gonna be it's gonna be worth the journey. So you know you can settle into that one. Totally. And then after that we're gonna hear a track by Leslie Chung, who uh we'll explain about a little bit later. Sure. And the the Canadian connection there. Alright, so we'll listen to those three songs and we'll be back on Tracks from Abroad.
风凛凛，独回望旧事前尘。是以往的我充满怒愤，诬告与指责积压着满肚气不忿，对谣言反应甚为着紧。受了教训，得了书经的指引。看得透，不再自困。但各有分数，不再像以往那般笨，没泪痕，轻快笑着行。相信沉默是金，是非有公理，实现我无法别人。遇上冷风雨又太认真，自信满心里，休理会讽刺与质问，笑骂由人，洒脱地做人。Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today's episode has been on Hong Kong, and one thing we didn't really talk about with our guest Young today was the Hong Kong diaspora that lives in Canada. Do you want to talk a bit about that, Seth? Yeah, well.、Uh The song that you just heard was actually from Leslie Chung, who was an extremely popular.
Canton pop singer in the 80s and 90s and a uh, film star as well who started in a bunch of very critically acclaimed and famous uh, films mm -hmm. from Hong Kong. And he actually moved to Vancouver in, I think, 89 and, uh, you know, had residency there and lived there for much of his life. And uh, he actually has, interestingly enough, an asteroid named after him. Okay. In 2018, there was a group of scientists who found a new asteroid, a small, small uh, rock floating, floating out in space. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Leslie Chung was the, was the honorable recipient of having part of this asteroid named after him. That's very nice. Yeah. I feel like at some point there are going to be too many asteroids with people's names. I don't know. Are we going to run out first? Probably. <laughs> we'll probably run out of names first. But I don't know if there's like a point in naming all of the asteroids. <laughs> True. Things to ruminate on here at Treks for our Yeah, like how small does an asteroid have to be for it to get a name? Like is it That's baseball size or like, like yeah. football field size? I could definitely get a really small, like, come on. You, you want hit, an asteroid named? Like a tennis ball size. Come Troxel <laughs> asteroid. Yeah, a Troxel sphere. Well, before things get too completely out of control here on Treks for Abroad, we're going to play you out with a few other Hong Kong songs, Hong yeah. Konger songs. Hong Kong songs by Eric Kwok and Andy Lau. Uh, also two uh, pretty popular mm. Canton pop singers from the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, as always, tracks from abroad cannot be completed. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> cannot completed. be as good as it can be. Yeah, without our uh, wonderful crew, we have right now in the studio with us our Bortec Matthew. He's on the phone uh, dealing with the masses. <laughs> Doing some work. We have... Uh, our directors, Rosa, who was in here before, and Elzebieta. We have editor Simon, who makes us sound real nice, mm -hmm. and our social media managers, Akshita and Isabella. And as always, coming up next at 7 is Indigenous Waves. So we'll play out with a couple more songs. Indigenous Waves is after that. Have a good night, everyone. Do you? 
冇碰，乱肯单拥几个当乐谱，舍不到这句继续乱打下去，跌哒啦啦啦，绝对冇碰。最近做到越是淡越自豪，作声在听朝起身开始以后，天天不剃须。水游完又未有打算，不如就按摩。推拿定泰式亦同样，只要是按摩。比这海胆吉中左强，即刻影低边位咁样。哎呀一声继续下场，比波中打空翻到可单脚，可以唔认老，可以讲唔用脑。可以开个口啊，唔认输，所有都冇所谓，无谓粗。